Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Well, what's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and joining me today is Neetu Arnold. She is a senior research associate at the National Association of Scholars and a Young Voices contributor. We're going to talk about a recent piece of yours in Newsweek. I've uh, been combing through that today, and you talk about a legislative agenda to fix the student loan system. What can be done to solve this problem? Yes, so thank you for having me to speak on this very important topic. Uh, my my main argument is that the student loan system is broken. It's not working either both for students and for the taxpayers who are on the hook, as we've seen with all these discussions of debt forgiveness. And so my solution is that we should condition uh, student federal student loans uh, with academic merit and the return on investment of a college degree. Uh, I think these two components are so important because Right now, our system kind of just gives out loans without uh, any consideration for whether the student can repay or recoup those costs in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, we don't really see that with any other industry. Usually, there are ways to check if a borrower can repay, for example, their mortgage. They usually check for credit scores. And so, uh, that's one important component here. Uh, I also see it as protecting students from taking on lifelong decisions that affect them. And uh, a lot of times when people are thinking about going to college, they are thinking about maybe their immediate degree or the social and cultural benefits that come from a college education, but they're not thinking about the effects of having those loans. And so I think that's why it's so important to consider things like academic merit and return on investment. Now, those ideas are things that are going to get a lot of pushback from students, especially, and also the colleges. There's a kind of worst case scenario for them. They don't want to have to consider that. Before we get into that idea, because I love it, I wanted to ask the Biden administration, they said they were going to cancel 20,000 in student loans for each person, I think. And then that didn't happen. And what I was wondering is, do you think the administration ever planned on that happening? Or was that an election talking point? 
Yes. So just to clarify, so it was up to $10,000 for students who are non-Pell Grant recipients and up to $20,000 if they were Pell Grant recipients. And of course, there are restrictions based on how much they're making right now. So uh, I have a couple of thoughts on this. I think to a certain degree, of course, this decision, it was very prime to roll out such a decision right before the midterm elections and following through on a campaign promise. So I would think that that's part of the motivation here. But I also think that there are true believers in the Department of Education, in the Biden administration, who did want to um, issue loan forgiveness. Now, this is targeted forgiveness. This is not the blanket debt forgiveness that we've heard about because I think for many people that can be extreme and it's highly unpopular, but targeted forgiveness, uh, in the polls, uh, there were even like more liberals and Republicans that came together on that particular issue. They didn't see it as uh, a very controversial deal. In my view, I still see it as controversial. It is still very expensive. I believe the estimates were somewhere between three to five. I forget if it's billion or trillion. I'm going to confuse that, but it was a very expensive deal. And again, it's it's benefiting only a few people. Uh, these are the people who should be benefiting from a college education who would have higher earnings than those who don't have one. So it, it is a transfer of wealth. So that's that's what I would say regarding that. Now, one thing I would say is that the way the Biden administration went about forgiving student loans was very questionable. He used executive authority instead of going through Congress. Um, and I think that sets a terrible precedent for many other decisions. So it was le- it was legally shaky to begin with. And uh, I think one of the greatest challenges that was there when we had lawsuits challenging this decision was just finding legal standing. But it does look like it that that may be taken care of. A federal judge in Texas said that the loan forgiveness was unconstitutional. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals in St. Louis then barred student debt nationwide. So now the Biden administration is fighting that. Of course, we expect that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out in the coming months. It's also it's just uh, very interesting politically because they can basically say they want to do this with the intention of uh, essentially punting it all the way to the Supreme Court and then leaving it on a conservative leaning Supreme Court to say that he can't do it. And then you can easily say, well, that's the Supreme Court's fault. I tried to do it. Uh, We're just going to have to appoint new people to the Supreme Court eventually. So make sure you vote for us. But we'll, we'll move on for that. The other problem is that it it doesn't even solve any of the problem. In fact, most of the debt would just, it would be back at the same number again by what, 2028? Is that is that the right year? Yes. yes uh, the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget estimated that we would be back to the current $1.6 trillion of uh, student loan debt by 2028. So this is not a long-term solution. It's a Band-Aid. And it's not addressing why people have ended up in debt in the first place. College costs have more than doubled since 1980. Uh, you, you know, there, there have been so many people have theories as to why the costs have increased. You'll often hear from the higher education establishment that it, it has to do with 
decreasing state funds. And so they have to increase the tuition to make up for that, which uh, there isn't a lot of evidence for that for many, many schools, some schools that might apply, but it can also be due to other factors such as competing with other state universities. But, uh, you know, that's one sided reason. Some other people say that it's due to uh, increasing professor salaries. And then some will say, which this is one that I tend to agree with more, it's because of the federal student aid system, which has given colleges an effective subsidy, and it encourages more students to attend college, which can be both good and bad, but I think we have way too many students attending college. And with employment regulations in place, many students feel like they have to get a college degree in order to compete and get their jobs. So, and I, I disagree that a college degree should be that golden ticket to a good job because there are many jobs out there that do not require the knowledge obtained through college education. You know, some require it, some don't, and there need there needs to be multiple options. Um, so I think that's, but anyway, going to the Biden administration's quick fix, let's forgive student loans. I mean, part of it is just uh, appealing to his base and, the voters, but it's also, um, I, I don't think it's addressing the core issues. No, it's not. You can look at, uh, I would just say, basic economics. Anyone who is selling a product or service, if the government said that they were going to make available basically any amount of money to pay for people to use that product or service, I imagine the price on that would continue to go up because. There's no reason for it to stop going up. What I find really interesting in this whole scenario is it seems like many young people are very quick to blame high prices for food and gas and everything else on corporate greed. But I don't see as many young people blaming the high price of tuition on collegiate greed. Why do you why do you think that is? I'm just not sure if that's the first thought that comes to their mind. You know, this is a question that I've thought of and I'm sometimes puzzled. I'm not really sure what the like what's exactly going on. You know, in all this debt forgiveness talk, if students are so upset with their colleges or their experiences, why aren't they going to the colleges and asking them to forgive their loans? Why aren't we hearing those calls? And uh I, I think some of this just has to do with maybe not understanding why we got here in the first place. And then I think it's also just easier to ask for debt forgiveness. It, it, it is just a nice policy if you benefit from it. So, I mean, it's asking for free money, essentially. One of the things, uh, as we'll, we'll get into the solution here, which is uh, going to be more basing this on the value of what you're getting, but the co the college requirement for good um, good paying jobs, just really, really great jobs. I do think you're right that we need to back off from that. You do see a lot of businesses uh, kind of backing off from those requirements. You even see people, I think uh, Tesla, SpaceX, I've seen Elon Musk talk about how he, he doesn't care whether yes. or not you have a college degree. And I, I'm seeing more and more of that because as we start to talk about this idea it's going to mean that less people are going to go to college. And while we have this idea that, well, if you don't go to college, you can't get a high-paying job, well, that just means whoever's pushing this idea, uh, they don't care about uh, poor people or working people, and uh, you know, you can fill in the blank after that. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so I do think the pandemic actually accelerated this discussion of whether college should be for all, whether everybody needs to go to college to get a good job, especially when people were paying so much money, but then the schools are closing or they weren't getting clear communication. Uh, you know, is a very confusing situation. Uh, I also think that idea that if we say not everybody should have student loans or we should condition it based on merit rather than need, somehow you are against poor people. I think what's absurd is that we make poor people go and get an expensive college education and we use that as a barrier instead of just offering alternative options. So, or preventing people from going into debt, especially when you know if they have other kinds of debt that they're having struck. Um, this is, this doesn't just apply to poor people. This is just anybody. If you have debt and you haven't paid it off and you're struggling to do that, then, uh, I'm not sure why we would say, well, here you go. Here's, here's more student loans. <laughs> Um, so that never made any sense to me. We don't really have any restrictions in place to ensure that the person who's getting the money can, or the loans can first, uh, you know, they can reason, reasonably finish their degree on time. And when I say on time, uh, you know, if you're going to a four year school, I would expect for, you would finish in four years unless you've delayed, like there can be different reasons, but it's not because you're just, like if you're a full-time student, I would assume four years, you want to try to finish that as quickly as possible. A lot of universities tout their six-year graduation rate. And I think that's a bit misleading because most people I know who are, uh, uh, they're trying to apply to a four-year university or two-year are trying to graduate in that much time. So um, I do think we need to be having, we need to be having these uh, restrictions in place. And I don't see it as, uh, restricting people from opportunities, uh, I see it as uh, helping them. The other thing that we'd have to get across is, like you were saying, well, you make the loans available. We've also, we're creating this system where the price keeps going up and up. So the poor person, there's someone, uh, they end up getting a much higher loan. They're paying much more for college, whereas in this system, uh, maybe they could still get the loan, but it could be for a lot less money because we're actually helping hold down the price of college in in doing this. So what what are the values of tying this to your degree? And uh, we already talked a little bit about the likelihood that you're actually going to finish college. But what about the degrees themselves? My view on this is that if we have public funds, public funds are going to be supporting people, then there should be outcomes. There, we should see the return on investment. And so I don't think, for example, the interest rate should be uh, the same across all degrees. Not all degrees are the same. Not all of them have the highest need. Uh, you know, I think the interest uh, when you lower the interest rate, for example, we're making it easier for people to get those loans. I think that makes sense if you're going into a major where, like, for example, the STEM fields, if you're going there and there's a high need, high demand, uh, high return on investment, it makes sense to make that an easier path for people. I don't think uh, we should be making it easier for students to enter into, let's say, art history or psychology, where the fields are either saturated or the return on investment is just so low that the students would not recoup the costs. So 
Um, and, and the same thing goes here. If we're going away from the interest rate, just student loans in general, I think how we prioritize who receives loans should consider that. Now, it's not, it's important to look at the return on investment, but it's just as important. And I have to emphasize this to look at the academic merit. You may have the intention to enter a high ROI field, but your academic merit, your GPA, your uh, SAT scores, all those things can determine whether you have a good chance of even completing your program. Uh, if if you're not doing well in college, you will either drop out, which means you have the debt, but you're not receiving the benefits of the degree, which is a terrible situation to be in. The second scenario I can think of is you enter a high ROI field, you find out that you're struggling, and so you enter an easier major with a lower return on investment. And I think you're still in the same situation. At least you graduated college in that situation, but you've taken on unexpected costs. Maybe you're in college for more time. And so that's why I do think these sort of restrictions need to be there from the start. They encourage students to enter fields where we need, we need more workers. But at the same time, uh, it discourages people from entering fields that they they may not see how it will negatively affect them long term. What do you think the political feasibility of a system like that actually happening is? Because I can already see all the arguments uh, from people, I would say, predominantly on the left, uh, not wanting to like this is this is just capitalism run amok here. We're trying to place more value on STEM fields and all that. Uh, Do you think we could ever explain this to people in a in a way that they would go along with? Yeah, so I think at some point we have to. Uh, it doesn't matter how much pushback you get from this because it makes sense. You know, one argument I hear from the left is that student loans are predatory. You know, why are they, why are they giving us so many loans and then we're struggling with this? So in my view, it's like, well, this is an easy solution. And I'd also say that the people that you want benefiting from this, like a poor person who is exceptional would benefit from this highly. Uh, we may be even able to fund them fully. And I don't know if that would be seen as such a terrible investment. What we don't want is we want to misleadingly encourage somebody to attend college. The colleges benefit from all of this. Okay. They, they will not say anything. They benefit and they, they take advantage of somebody where we could have predicted that maybe college was not the best path. There were other, there were other options, but I do think, um, I do think it is possible. Uh, it, I think, uh, you know, we're already seeing, for example, more uh, governments think, or not governments, just in general, people are more open to uh, not requiring the college degree. And I think that's the first step here. Uh, it's having those alternative options, but tying the loans to restrictions, uh, I, I think it's a common sense solution. So I would hope that this is feasible. I, I think it would be easy to implement. I, I completely agree with you. I, I wanted to present one other problem here in that I've been slightly pessimistic when it comes to college in general, especially with this student loan cancellation process that's been happening. I'll tell you why. I'm worried that it might be too late for a lot of people. Uh, reason being, I'm still paying student loans right now. Uh, my my wife, she paid off all of her student loans, uh, even 
during the pandemic and everything when when she didn't have to be paying them. She paid them all off. She feels like a sucker right now, like she shouldn't have done it, you know, when they were doing the student loan cancellation anyway. And me, when it came time to start making payments during the pandemic and they they uh, put the pause on the loans, I said, well, I'm not going to pay anything and I'm probably never going to have to pay anything ever again because politically, whoever turns these back on, they're going to lose. And this is a, yeah. this is something that they can't do. I said like a month after they turned them off, I said they can't turn these back on anymore. And what I worry about now, you can tell me if this is misplaced, is that students, everyone, this is already a seed that's been planted. I will never have to pay for my student loans. Yeah, I, I share your concerns there. And I think that's why, look, it's going to be difficult. But whoever is against the debt cancellation, the uh, interest-free student loans during the pause, uh, you know, they really need to make sure that they're, you have to have incentives in place so that people will repay their loans. Even if they don't like it, they will do it. And so that means you need to have some punishments in place. I I don't think that's really uh, non-negotiable. Like that will have to be done. I think there are going to be people in this country that would support that because not everybody has student loans at the end of the day. They're still a minority compared to the rest of the population. Um, but I, I I don't think that can I, I don't know if we should be going easier on this. Like it's so important that people are repaying their loans and not thinking that everything is a handout. I, I totally agree with you. Well, uh need to where, where can people go to follow all of your work? I see that you do a lot of writing, getting published all over the place. Uh, so where can people go to follow you? So you can follow me on Twitter at N-E-E-T-U underscore Arnold. All right. That is where I will send everyone. I really appreciate your time today. It's been a great conversation. Like I said, this is uh, important to me. I'm still paying for my college, and I really don't want uh, the younger generation to be doing the same thing that I'm doing right now, paying for all these loans. So we got to get this solved sometime, and I think you've got some great ideas. Thank you so much, and good luck with that. I appreciate you uh, even making that attempt and just following through with your responsibility. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. You too.